You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. You want to model prayer for a time of trouble? You want to model prayer for a time when you're going through a time of woe, a difficulty? Right there. Right there before us in God's Word is this beautiful prayer that Jehoshaphat sends up before the Lord in front of all the people. Beautiful prayer. Lord, we're helpless without you. We can't do anything. And we also know that nobody can withstand you. Are you not our God? If you want to model prayer to those around you, Pastor Dave highly encourages reading up on the prayer Jehoshaphat prayed before battle. This prayer is beautiful because it very humbly states that without God, we won't amount to much, and it puts glory back on Him. Do your prayers look like this today? Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 as he begins his message, Walks in Faith and Victory. All was going well for King Jehoshaphat and the kingdom of Judah. We remember that the Lord had saved Jehoshaphat's life after he made a pretty bad decision and allied himself with the notorious wicked king Ahab of Israel. And there was a battle that ensued. And when Jehoshaphat found himself surrounded by the enemy, he cried out to the Lord and the Lord saved him from that. And since his rescue, King Jehoshaphat had instituted many reforms into the kingdom. He appointed Levites and priests to be judges. And he instructed them to faithfully act in the fear of the Lord and with a loyal heart. With a loyal heart. All was well and the kingdom prospered. But the nations that surrounded Judah at this time came together and they came against the kingdom. And if you remember when we started chapter 20, then someone came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they're from Hazazon, Tamar, which is in Gedi. A great multitude had amassed and they were coming against the king and his kingdom. Great multitude was coming. Jehoshaphat, we see in verse 3, became fearful. This is natural. He knew that this great multitude was coming towards him. He became fearful. But I want to point out, he did not allow his fear to cripple him and to cause him to hide his faith from the Lord. He didn't curl up into a ball He didn't worry about it. He didn't stress over it. Instead, it says in verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Jehoshaphat looked to the Lord. He set himself 
and sought the Lord. I like that. He set himself. It was something that he did. He purposely set himself to seek the Lord. And I think we can learn something from this. We see his response. Now, this should be our first response when fear comes at us. You have to remember, the Lord has given us emotions. And fear is one of those emotions. But he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So while we might be fearful, the fear should not have us. It shouldn't grip us. It shouldn't take us out of faith. Our faith can defeat fear. But when you allow fear to become full-blown in your life, it will derail your faith. It will cause you to derail. So Jehoshaphat got the entire nation involved, and he proclaimed a fast. Now, I'm sure back then their fast was not eating. And he proclaimed this fast, and then he gathers all the people together in the house of the Lord. And when they're all together, he begins to pray this beautiful prayer, a great, wonderful prayer, confessing that the nation is completely helpless. It's a great prayer of confession. Let's read verses 6 through 12 in chapter 20. I'll begin in verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, you are not, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now... Here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you gave, have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Wow. You want to model prayer for a time of trouble? You want to model prayer for a time when you're going through a time of woe, a difficulty? Right there. Right there before us in God's word is this beautiful prayer that Jehoshaphat sends up before the Lord in front of all the people. Beautiful prayer. Lord, we're helpless without you. We can't do anything. And we also know that nobody can withstand you. Are you not our God? Are you not the God of your fathers? Did you not put us here? Did you not give us this land? Are we not the apple of your eye? And so on. A beautiful, great prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed. He called upon God and said, these are your promises to the nation. It's almost like he's reminding God of the promises that he made. And they cried out. He said, if, if you told us, Lord, you told us that if we would cry out to you with our whole hearts, 
you would save us. So here we are, Lord, crying out to you with our whole hearts. Jehoshaphat told the Lord that the nation built him a house in which to dwell. And that if disaster comes upon them and they cry out for deliverance, you're going to help us, Lord. You'll deliver us. That's great confidence in the Lord. We should go to the Lord in the same confidence, knowing that he's a God who hears, a God who sees, and a God who knows all. And he wants to do the best for his children. Jehoshaphat shows great confidence in the Lord's ability to handle anything that comes his way. And we read, all of the men, women, and children of Judah were together. They stood before the Lord. There was unity. They were of one accord before the Lord. They presented themselves as one to the Lord. And this is what a congregation does. They present themselves as one. But let's go even further. The church of Jesus Christ, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ unto salvation, accepted his sacrifice on the cross, believed that God raised him from the dead on the third day, put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ, the church is going to present herself as a spotless bride, as one to Christ. That's what we're called to do. We need that oneness. We need to be of one accord. We need to be of like mind. Paul talked about it in Philippians, having the mind of Christ. You are like-minded when we have the mind of Christ. We need to have that mind. There was no doubting in this group. Every one of them was trusting in the Lord. Every one of them said, yes, Lord, you got this. We believe in you. You're going to take care of us. And every one of them was standing there, and they present themselves as one heart. Because of that, the Spirit of the Lord fell on a prophet by the name of Jehaziel. Look at 15 through 17. And the prophet said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Juriel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Wow. This is their reward for being like-minded. This is their reward for having unity. This is their reward. The Lord's saying, I see your hearts. I see everything that you're doing. Now watch this. I am going to show you things that you've never even dreamed you would see. Because your heart is towards me. Isn't this what it said in 714 Chronicles? If my people who were called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, present themselves as one, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. And you see this happening right here. You see this happen. This really struck a chord in Jehoshaphat's heart. And he's becoming one of my new favorites. I like this guy. I like this guy. This struck a chord in his heart. What does he do? He prostrates himself on the ground. He bows down and lays down on the ground before the Lord. And all of Judah follows him. All of Judah follows him to the ground. They had this awestruck wonder of what they just heard. 
They followed after him and prostrated themselves. What an act of humility. What an act of humbleness before our God and King. To humble themselves before. I mean, it's one thing to bow. It's one thing to get on your knees. But it's an entirely different thing to prostrate yourself on your face, on the floor, before your God. Totally different. Totally different. But that's what they did. And then what did they do? They broke into worship. They had a worship session. They were thanking God for his faithfulness to them, thanking them for the victory that he had given them. And notice one thing. They hadn't gone to battle yet. They hadn't gone out to battle, but they're thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this great victory. Woo! This is faith in action, folks. This is what faith looks like. This is what faith is supposed to be. This is how it looks. And as we continue now in chapter 20, in chapter 20, verse 20, look what happens. They had this worse obsession. They all worshiped the Lord. They all bowed before the Lord, it says in verse 18. Then we get to 20, and it says, So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Believe in the Lord. Yes, we believe in the Lord. Why should we believe the prophets? Because they're bringing forth the word of God. They're bringing forth my word to you. You need to believe them because it's my word. So believe in them. Believe in them. They get up early in the next morning and they go out. And as they were going, Jehoshaphat, he'd becoming a big cheerleader. I don't know if he has any pom-poms or not, but he's a big cheerleader right here. Say, come on, guys, we can do this. We're going to go out there. We're going to take care of these guys. Believe in God's word. I love this guy. I really, really liked it. Have faith in what you've heard from the prophets because it was from God. Believe and you will be established. You will be set on a rock. You will be established. And when you are established in the Lord, nothing can move you. When you are established firm in the Lord on the rock foundation by Jesus Christ, nothing can move you from that spot. And that's why we want to be established in him. He is the rock of our salvation, and on him we stand. Place your faith, place your trust, place your hope in the Lord your God. So this, you will be planted on the rock, your foundation. You will be strong, and you will be immovable. Immovable. You'll be settled in your resolve to serve the Lord because of his faithfulness. These are great words of encouragement, and we should take them into ourselves today. Hear the word of the Lord and believe it. Hear the word of the Lord and believe it. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. Hear the word of God and believe it. Trust in it. Keep looking to the Lord. Keep your eyes focused on him and trust in his promises. He will fight the battle for you. This is what they're being told. In other words, to make it easier to understand, Jehoshaphat is saying, have faith. Put your faith in action. You know, a lot we say about faith. And in the book of Hebrews, Specifically in verse 11, we call it the hall of faith because it is the faith chapter. And in Hebrews 1, the writer writes, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of thing not seen. 
This battle had not been fought yet. But they were encouraged to believe God's word. What did God tell them? It's not your fight. It's mine. I got it. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. They were encouraged to look at what was not seen. That's faith. They were encouraged to look at what was not seen. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. When you look at this definition of faith, it really changes from a, de- from, a, from, a, from a definition to a declaration. This is what faith does. It is the substance of things hoped for. And the word substance has been translated in the newer versions to substantiating of things hoped for. And the evidence has been translated to conviction of things hoped not seen. I'm convicted of the truths in the Bible, even though I might not see them. But I'm convinced they're true, and that's faith. I'm convicted that they are true, because the Holy Spirit has convicted me that that's true. And I believe it. I have evidence for the existing of God, and it causes me to believe in God. Though I've never seen him, but the evidence of his existence creates my faith in my heart. And I believe that. And I believe him to be here. Now, I had a hard time with God before I was saved. I had a difficult time with him. But once I accepted Christ into my life and the Holy Spirit came into my life, he started teaching me into all truth and he started showing me what was real. And my heart soared with truth and gladness. And I believed even stronger. I believed even stronger. So I had that evidence in my heart. This is what the entire kingdom of Judah was doing. They believed God's word for the victory, even though no victory had been taken place yet. They were convicted of the truth, and they acted upon it. I love this. They acted upon the truth, and this is what faith does. When you have faith, you act upon the truth. You act upon the truth. We'll talk about that in a minute or so. Let's look what happens in Verse 21, in verse 21, I'm going to read it now. And when he, Jehoshaphat, had consulted with the people, he appointed those who would sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So you got this great big guys. He's saying, okay, you're going to go and you're going to go and, and you're going to go and you're going to go. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you can go back. Okay. Yeah, you can go. All right. What, what are we going to do? You're going to go out and you're going to sing praises to the Lord. The army will be right behind you. What? So they walked out. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they marched out and they started singing praise songs and the army was behind them. And that's what God had told them to do, and that's what they were doing that. I mean, can you imagine how strange this must have looked? The army's going, what are these guys doing up there? I don't know, man. This is crazy. But they're, all, they're out in front of the army. It's the worship team. And they're singing praises to God. And the people are responding, praise the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. I mean, one commentator I read thought that it looked pretty good, maybe The worship team was going, praise the Lord, for he is good. And the army would go, his mercy endures forever. I don't know. Maybe they had a little round thing going on. I don't know. But they they were going to battle. What were they going to battle to do? They were going to battle to watch the victory of God. But yet they were going to battle. They didn't sit in hammocks and eat bonbons and say, the Lord's going to take care of the battle. We have nothing to do. No. No. 
They participated. They participated. It is possible for you to have the victory before the victory. Let me say that again. It is possible for you to have the victory before you have the victory. Yes, by faith. For example, go back to Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, I believe one of the reasons Abraham is there because he had the victory over Isaac and killing Isaac before he actually had it. Listen, look at 17 through 19 in chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed seed shall be called. Concluding, here's the faith part, that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received in a figurative sense. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abraham's faith, he took Isaac and placed him on the altar. He took the knife and was going to offer Isaac up as a sacrifice because God had told him to do that. But in his heart, he believed that should he strike Isaac dead, God would raise him up. That's faith. That's faith. Abraham was celebrating the victory before it even took place. And I can even take it all the way back to Genesis. All the way back to Genesis. I think it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. I think it's 22. In Genesis, I think it's 22 where this happens. They get to the mountain. They get to the mountain and Isaac has been carrying the wood for three days. They're at the mountain. They have servants with them. And Abraham says to one of the servants, the lad and I are going up to the mountain to sacrifice. And when we come back, that's faith. That's faith. He had the victory before the victory. You get my point. He had the victory before the victory. He said, that's what's going to happen. And the Lord gave him the victory. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 37, that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. What does this mean? More than a conqueror. I know what it means to be a conqueror, but what does it mean to be a more than a conqueror? It means I have the victory before the victory. You have the victory before the battle starts. You have the glorious victory of God in your heart and in your spirit. Your spirit is telling you that you have the victory. All of us, every one of us, will either be raptured by the Lord should he come back or have to go through the valley of the shadow of death if the Lord tarries. But all of us are carrying in our heart the victory before we see the victory. It's called the resurrection. And every one of us believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our resurrection. I am the resurrection of life. He who believes in me, even though he be dead, shall not die. Whoever believes in me should not die. Jesus' own words. You are Thank you for joining us here today on Assure Hope. In this series, Pastor Dave has been teaching through the book of 2 Chronicles. The book follows the kingship of Solomon all the way through until both Judah and Israel are taken over by other kingdoms surrounding them. There are many moments of great faith within these pages and also typical moments of falling away from where Israel had begun. 
but the moments of faith put a spotlight on God and His amazing ways of coming through for His people. No matter the situation, God is on the throne. He's more powerful than any opposing country or enemy that's coming against you. So take courage and believe God for big things today. If you're enjoying this series from Assure Hope, we invite you to check out more messages at assurehoperadio.com. Get to know more about Pastor Dave while you're there. You can also get a feel for the church behind this ministry, too. That church is Calvary Chapel, Cape May, in Cape May, New Jersey. Please feel free to explore our website to get more information on service times and other useful information. If you're not in the area, why not find us on Facebook or YouTube? We live stream our services to both of these platforms. Find links to both of these on our website, assurehoperadio.com. If for any reason you'd like to email us, you're welcome to do that as well. Our email address is info at capewatchradio.com. Our time is up for now, but make sure you come back again for another edition with Pastor Dave, teaching through the book of Second Chronicles on a sure hope. If rescue-